0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host.
2: Hello, everyone. It's me, Francie. Welcome back to the Out of Spec podcast. We have some news from the internet, specifically Reddit, and we're also pulling a bit from. Uh, Drive Tesla Canada, but it is possibly, you know, a new automaker coming on the scene and switching over to next. So, Kyle, what do you know?
1: Uh, well, all I saw was some uh, photos. I initially saw the story from Drive Tesla Canada actually on Facebook, interestingly, where I don't really do much car stuff on Facebook, but I loaded it up and I saw a bunch of. Hyundai, Kia, and Genesis vehicles all lined up at a supercharger. So Francie, maybe we can pull up those photos. They were originally posted, uh, onto Reddit by Baita. How do you say that?
2: I'm going to say beta
1: beta. And uh, yeah, huge, huge thanks to them for spotting this and posting it. And It it opens up a lot of questions that I want to get into in this video. The first is why is there a EV9, Ionic Five, Genesis GV60, and Ionic Six all at a Tesla supercharger in San Clemente. Um, the second uh, observation that I wanted to bring up with you is the EV9 has not started customer sales yet or press review drives, other than some of the big outlets getting them for like EV SUV of the Year and some other stuff. But in general, we can pretty be sh- pretty much be sure that this is a corporate activity because they have all the cars totally dialed in clean seemingly with tripods there to do some sort of photo shoot at a supercharger.
2: Right. And uh like you said, I mean the the Kia EV9, that's not released yet. So it also points, you know, no one would have this and just happen to be a group of Hyundai cars gathered here. So, yeah, um do you know a bit of the history with I know I was reading about the 800 volt architecture for like the the Ionic 5 and then how they weren't really finding that compatibility with the Tesla network at first. So are we surprised that we're seeing this Nax news right here right now?
1: Well, let's just be clear. It's not an official announcement, but there's no other reason that they would park all of these cars at a supercharger without a Nax announcement coming tomorrow, this week, next week, something like that. And, um, you know, it's something where I actually have a lot of friends that work at Kia and Hyundai USA actually, and they want to switch. Like a lot of them are EV drivers. They're like, we just on a personal, like away from work feeling, they're like, we are at a competitive disadvantage. If we don't join next, the problem has been for all of these vehicles, all built on the EGMP platform is that, um, they all use a much higher operating voltage than Teslas do, which means their batteries are arranged in a way where they actually on the smaller battery packs are around 600 volts all the way up to about 800 volts full charged on the uh the larger battery packs and we haven't tested the ev9's biggest battery yet but we can assume it's going to be you know 800 volts or maybe even more on a full charge depending on how they've arranged that system and the thing with tesla superchargers are at least for version two and version three that are out at the moment only support up to 500 volts so that would be like full charging a plaid up to full speed or something like this and that's about 450 volts and so what Hyundai, Kia and Genesis cars have had to do when they use superchargers uh, or other you know, 500 volt limited charging equipment, uh, and they have had access to use superchargers at magic dock stations, they have had to use what's called an onboard booster in order to match pack voltage to the charging voltage Uh, because again with direct current you match the charger in the car the charger goes slightly higher to dump in the current and uh, then then you're off to the races but when the charger can't get up there and match what the battery pack is doing uh, what's interesting about hyundai kia genesis on this platform they actually use the rear motors inverter to step up the voltage into the battery pack so essentially Power comes into the charge port, it goes into the motor's inverter, and then it regens the battery pack through the motor, if you will, uh, to charge it. And it can do this at a maximum of right around 100 kilowatts. Uh, And it seemingly has been changing massively. I just did this with an EV6 in Europe at a Tesla supercharging station that was open to the public. We'll talk a little bit more about the nerd stuff here in a moment, but this uh, is actually big news, not only for the koreans switching to tesla north american charging standard and it's not so much the reason they would switch for the plug but so much they would switch for access to the much better charging network to provide to their customers And tesla requires you to put a nax port on your car in order to gain wide access to the supercharger network and not just use magic dock stations but it's actually the first time that we're seeing an 800 volt or high voltage car in general um you know, seemingly announced support with this network. Because let's just use Lucid for an example. If Lucid wants to provide their customers a premium charging experience, I've spoken to them about it at length. I was just at their headquarters recently. And I'm like, well, what are you guys going to do? And they're like, we really would join Tesla. But um, they can't send their customers to a supercharger and get 50 kilowatts because that's all the onboard booster of that car can handle. So do they re-engineer the booster where, you know, when the car was being designed, this wasn't a problem. This is like a new thing where superchargers are opening. So do they up the conversion power of the booster? Do they do the rear motor inverter situation like Hyundai, Kia Genesis do? Or do they split the battery pack in half, like opposite of what happens when you charge a Hummer EV and a high voltage charger to step down the voltage in two? There's different ways of matching pack voltage But these things take engineering time and parts and implementing and tuning. And so that's why uh, we have not yet seen an 800 volt native vehicle join the NAX standard other than GM, where you have Hummer EV Silverado. But again, they just don't have to put their packs into series. They can keep them in parallel and get 250 plus kilowatts on a supercharger. No problem.
2: So you mentioned those folks that might have, you know, like Hyundai here, it took a bit to switch over. So what do you think is catalyzing this right now? I know you said that the folks you talked to, they want to do this, but why right now? And do you think that this will lead to domino effect of those who have been staying on the other side of things in terms of NAx and Tesla partnerships for more dominoes to fall? What's the key here that's allowing this to happen?
1: Dang, I really don't know, to be honest, because as far as I'm aware, um, there's, there's two theories around Tesla supporting higher voltage cars. The first is, uh, to get super nerdy for a second, we've done other videos on this, but Supercharger V3 cabinets are linked together. They're about 360 kilowatts per cabinet, and you can link multiple. And so that's how you never really feel like a derated charging session on a version three charger because they can do site level power shifting and link eight of these things together. Um, when they are sharing power, they're actually transferring power between the supercharger cabinets between, um, I want to say, 700 volts and 900 volts, somewhere around there. So they're already operating at a much higher voltage on their DC bus between cabinets. So all they would really need to do is reconfigure their output to allow for higher voltage. So that seems to me like the easiest thing for Tesla to do, which is just reconfigure the output buses. You might have to stack some of the onboard char- or the, the chargers inside the cabinet to, to basically put it, output it in series rather than in parallel. It shouldn't be that hard. And change the cable so you have the 1,000-volt thousand ver- thousand version of NAX, which is there's a spec for it already, and just do that. So that could be one thing. It could be Tesla, an indication that Tesla has figured out how to support up to 1,000 volts with existing equipment. The next uh, situation could be that Hyundai, Kia, and Genesis, actually, there's two more. They're saying that they will actually up the conversion power of their cars sold in our market to handle 200, 250 kilowatts of 400 volt power, 500 volt power uh of conversion capability so they might be adding an onboard booster to their cars they might be upping the work that that rear motor inverter is doing so that's one solution that they have control over Uh, because again those cars typically charge at about 230 240 kilowatt peak so nothing that the supercharger can't output that's totally fine And then lastly, the third option, which would be a bit of a shame is they've decided that charging is such a pain point for their customers. They're going to send them and get access to the North American charging standard and to superchargers, but they will be limited to a hundred kilowatt charging, which I think is a bit of a shame if that were to be the case. I'm not sure that sets up the best customer experience. Uh, so what we have to wait and see is when they issue their press release, how they're doing this. And I hope they touch on these topics so we know what direction they've gone in.
2: Yeah, definitely me too. It seems like, correct me if I'm wrong, it could be an option for the, the automakers to adapt or Tesla to adapt or both?
1: Yes, uh, well, the, the both situation, uh, it would just have to be one or the other more or less. Um, okay. And with rumors yeah. that the Cybertruck is gonna be an 800 volt system architecture, it's interesting to see how Tesla is gonna handle that. From the right. rumors that I'm hearing is it's actually going to split the pack on the Cybertruck. So it'll do like the opposite of the Hummer EV just to have the voltage. Could mm-hmm. could be interesting. But um, the, the last point I want to make is, can we bring those photos back up, please? Sure thing. Okay. So you'll notice they're at the San Clemente outlet supercharger and they are at version two superchargers. Not at version three.
2: No. Okay. So, so tell me about the significance there.
1: Well, I think, well, we we were just talking ahead of the show. We were thinking, okay, that might have just been a convenient supercharger for them to take photos at. Because my impression from reading everything is they're not actually charging there. Because um, up to this point, the US spec version 2 chargers uh, actually are not NACS compatible. They don't have ISO 15118 communication built in with a separate controller inside the unit where V3 does and can. Uh, it's not saying it's impossible for version two su- to support NACs and to support all of the uh, vehicles, but they would require a hardware retrofit just like they had to do in Europe when they added the CCS cable to them. So it's pretty, uh, pretty interesting to see them using this location. Uh, there you can see a Genesis GV60 charging up. And um, I also have to say that there's one more alternative here which is Hyundai Kia Genesis might say, we'll gain access to NACs and the supercharger network. You will be limited to a hundred kilowatts or whatever the maximum the booster wants to do. But on version four superchargers, which we haven't seen any installed in the U.S. up to this point, other than some secret testing locations that I've heard rumors about. Um, but we, there's no version four chargers installed, actually anywhere in the world. They all use version three cabinets with version four dispensers. Um, they could just say, hey, well, you'll get full speed when you go to a, a version four in the future. And Tesla might have some agreement where they're gonna build out X number of version 4,000 volt capable connectors with long cables, um, and, and that could solve all the problems. But the big question mark here is, how is Hyundai, Kia, Genesis going to use their cars on the existing infrastructure that of these 12,000 chargers that uh, the other automakers can easily adapt into. So, it's more than just one, you know, automaker group pairing together to make this decision. Uh, it's it's more or less like this can open the doors for Porsche, for Audi because they have the Etron GT. It could open the doors for Lucid if they if Tesla truly has found a solution and it could be the solution to many charging problems for a lot of EV drivers out there. Some other observations, and then I want to hear your thoughts, Francie, are very rarely you'll notice in our market do Hyundai and Kia do things together. They're they actually have completely separate teams, completely separate financials. They don't talk to each other. Even from like the reviewing side, no one knows other people. They are typically extremely separate. So for them to get together and do photos all together is really interesting because typically PR and communications are handled totally separately. Um, so it must be something My my feeling is it must be something from Korea where they're saying everyone in the U S get your, you know, what together charge with Tesla. And they're all just kind of forced to do this here from, you know, sort of the mothership rather than the U S teams individually figuring it out. It's just a hunch. It's just my gut feeling, but, um, Yeah, all pretty fascinating. I don't expect to see any version two next chargers. Still, we've not seen any indication of that. I hope Tesla finds a way to support high voltage with version three superchargers. It's doable. Um, But again, we've heard some automakers say like Tesla gave them no indication that that's possible. Others, they have heard that it is possible. And um, at the end of the day, version four will solve all these problems, but we're just so far away. And so that's why I think it's fascinating. And I did not expect to see a one of these automakers at high voltage switch to NAX, or at least with you know some indication that a S- NAX switch is coming very soon.
2: Yeah, it's opening the door to jump over a hurdle that exists. So I will be looking forward to seeing exactly how this is going to be possible, whether it's on the Tesla or the automaker side. But either way, it's definitely going to open up the network more. It's going to make it so that Consumers can take advantage of Tesla supercharging uh, across the world. And overall, the, it does make sense to me that it would be a united force for their, for their brands. I mean, if you're going to make a switch like this over to NAX in whichever way that it is, uh, to do it all at once, I think is a more uniform effort. It, it makes sense if you can. And then if you're going to switch over the technology, might as well do it large scale. Um, so thanks for joining on today, Kyle. Super interesting topic, of course, this hasn't been officially announced yet, but uh, these these are photos, and this is everything that we think that it's pointing to. So please share your ideas and thoughts below. Uh, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter or uh, via our email, which is in the description. and thanks for tuning in. We'll see y'all next time.